The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Tuesday, September 25, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com My name is Bob Hello, how are you? What's happening? Hello, Bob Hi Coming up on today's show, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment joins us today from the home office in Florida. Uh, Trump chose to obstruct justice again in order to distract from the Kavanaugh disaster. We're going to dig into all of that crap. The world laughed at Biff's ridiculousness today at the UN. We've got the audio tape of that. Plus, Bill Cosby is due to be sentenced any second now, and we'll bring you the news as it happens. And... The midterms are going to be here before you can say impeach Trump. And now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word vote with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order only from BubbleGenius.com. And now, more than ever, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Andy, do me a favor. Would you please help him redeem himself by telling a real sex story? Yes. Uh, I don't, you know what, I'm, I'm a gentleman and I don't, uh, you know, I don't kiss and tell. Fuck it, I raise you. Nastiest <laughs> shit you've ever done. I'm talking about nasty. Uh, wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. I dated this girl for a while, and she was really a nasty freak. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. She was like, any time of day, she was like, yeah, let's go. I'm so nasty, and I'd be nailing her. Oh, shit. She'd be like, oh, you're nailing me. Cool. She talked dirty to you? Oh, she loved to dirty talk. Totally into it. She'd be like, yeah, let's <laughs> screw. Let's, I want to fuck. God, it was so dirty. So, so, so what was the titties like? Bro? Yeah, describe her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she had great tits. Oh, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, detail, though. Does she have, like, you know, them little pink teeny nipples? Oh, yeah. Or, like, or, like the long National Geographic nipples? Long. Do you have, like, the, the bumpy Braille nipples, the Stevie Wonders? Yeah, they were nice. You know, when, you, like, you grab a woman's breast, and it's... And you you feel it, and it feels like a bag of sand when you're touching it. Bag of sand? Francesca! Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. The Bob Seska Show. It is the Trump crisis day, 614, 41 days until the 2018 midterms, and I love that clip from 40-year-old version. What can I say? Oh, look, uh, sitting right over there, it's TV's Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Well, now I know why I saved the sandbags from the hurricane we had, so... <laughs> That's right. I'm glad. I'm glad those are still around in case I get lonely. So that's uh, what you're doing out in the garage, feeling up the sandbags, huh? So uh, listen, I, <laughs> I I mean it this time. That is the last time I go to lunch with either Ted Cruz or Donald Trump Jr. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> whenever we try to go anywhere in public to have lunch, I know. 
Uh, where do I start here today, Buzz? Because there's so much news I want to get to. Uh, but first, I got to say, I loved meeting everyone at the Sexy Liberal Show in D.C. on Saturday. Sure. I, I was telling you before we got started today that I don't know how Stephanie and John and all the rest of them do it. I mean, the regulars who show up at every single one of these shows. I don't know how the hell they do it weekend after weekend because I feel like, and we're like three days past it now, I still feel like I ran a marathon Saturday night. It was just one of those evenings where it ju- it started and you just climb aboard the roller coaster and you never let go. Well, and what makes it what makes it is hectic the right word? What hectic. makes it so hectic? Yeah, it's it's so hectic. It, it's not well, just the excitement. I, you know, it's uh-huh, just sure, it's nonstop sure. adrenaline from top to top right. to bottom. And then getting to meet everybody afterwards, and there just doesn't seem like there's enough time to get to meet everyone that you want to meet. And uh, but fortunately, I mean, the great news is I met so many great people, so many uh, listeners of the after party. I was so happy to see that. And I mean, among everyone who was there, you know, not only did I get to meet Stephanie Miller's big sister. But I also got to meet, this was so amazing, especially for a political nerd like me, I got to meet Helen O'Donnell. She is the daughter of JFK's chief of staff, Kenny O'Donnell, played by Kevin Costner in the movie 13 Days. Uh Um, She, of course, was legendary, was in the room during the entire Cuban Missile Crisis, was instrumental in the entire uh, functioning of the JFK White House. And uh, in fact, he wasn't literally the chief of staff, but his position went on to become the chief of staff right. position. He was like created that. Right? Yeah, exactly right. It was after the uh, JFK administration when they created the official title of chief of staff. Well, let me ask you kids a favor. Could <laughs> you bring that could you bring that show down to Tampa once? I would love to <laughs> see it or uh, be backstage or uh, some combination of things. Oh, I, I yeah. enjoy that very much. And Florida is a very key state this year. This is a pivotal swing state. This It's it's big and it's purple and it's in play. Yep. And uh, you, you you kids need to get down here and, and, uh, and be a part of that and help help push that over. I understand the Democratic candidate for governor is leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, uh, the Senate race I'm watching, we're watching here, is is tied, but at least that leaves some some hope. Oh, uh, that's but, actually changed. Uh, Bill Nelson is now leading Rick Scott oh, good. in the polls. Really? Yeah. I, when I checked yesterday, my, how things changed. <laughs> know, the last the poll I looked at yesterday I had, him, uh, had him in a tie, yeah. but Andrew Gillum in the lead, which is uh, wonderful and amazing oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, big news. So, a lot of things happening here, but this is a, a key state that could use a little nudge uh, for me, folks. So if you can make it down, that'll be awesome. I'll put in a good word, Buzz. Uh, right now, we've got uh, they're doing Chicago next, and then uh, mm-hmm. wrapping up in Los Angeles. But you know, right, uh, right. I'll try to okay. t- I'll try to tw- twist some arms. Maybe I'll invite Stephanie Miller into my refrigerator with me, and then maybe she'll <laughs> maybe then she'll decide to go. I, but I mean, it I, was it was so much fun. I Buzz. understand you're, you're I understand you're most persuasive at forty degrees. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. Plus. You know, uh, Charlie Pierce and I were hanging out backstage. Malcolm Nance and, and Kimberly oh, yeah. and I stole Stephanie Miller's wine and shared it during Fugelsang set. It was, I mean, it was the, <laughs> the most fun backstage uh, I've ever had at one of these things, partly because you'd never know it by watching him on MSNBC, but Malcolm Nance is the best <laughs> audience. If you're into comedy and you you tell jokes for a living, oh. no matter what happens, invite Malcolm Nance to wherever you're going to be. I, I would be honored to make Malcolm Nance <laughs> laugh. I would consider that a delightful challenge. Oh, what yeah. do you, now, what do, you, what do you do when you get up on stage? What do you, you tell jokes? Uh, you wear funny hats? What do you do exactly? <laughs> well, both of those things. 
I forgot my funny hat this time. That's a, the big disappointment. Everyone was sad. Oh, Bob forgot his funny hat. No, what, yeah. what I did as the uh, as the opener, I was sort of the opener, and I, I uh, went out first, uh, followed by Carl Frisch, who, by the way, took a big one for the team. The, Carl Frisch just dressed up like Donald Trump, but complete with the orange prison jumpsuit, and uh, then did one of the funniest things I've ever seen at one of these shows. He came out. And well, before backstage, he said, Bob, when you go out, bring my bottle of water and put it on the stool and just leave it there so I can have it when I come out. I said, well, geez, right. he must uh, must get thirsty really easily because we're just opening up. He's not it's not like he's going to be out there for 20 minutes. And he's going to get dehydrated. But when, when as soon as he came out, he did the whole Donald Trump can't drink from a bottle of water thing, which <laughs> redeemed the whole bit and was so funny. And then so when I did, I just came out. And I had some announcements to read, just some right. general announcements about the show. Sure. And then and then because I am who I am, I had to add some comedic announcements Good later. For you. I'd be disappointed <laughs> which, if you didn't. I know. Which included the uh, the crowd pleaser, which is the uh, side effects. You know, I did a spoof of the side effects at the yes. end of all the pharmaceutical uh, ads and did that, but re, re, you know specifically regarding the Stephanie Miller uh, sexy liberal show, and and right. uh, and, and it did pretty well. And then at that point, I was re- interrupted right in the middle. We had it all uh-huh. planned out so that when I got to a certain keyword, a certain cue in my right. my stupid little comedy script, that's when Carl Frisch's music started to play, and then he came out as Trump. They and play then, you off, and Trump comes out. Yeah, yeah. And I stood there and, and watched as, as Carl Frisch did a great job as Trump, and then. Stephanie Miller came out and we went back and, and sat and watched the whole thing. And uh, Kimberly and I drank wow. with uh, Malcolm Nance and it was just a it was a blast backstage. Congratulations on those. They sound like a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, they're obviously successful enough to keep them going. And I, it makes perfect sense that you would be in Washington and New York and L.A. But uh, how about a swing state here? And there? <laughs> there you go. I think we should work <laughs> on that. Uh, plus, meanwhile, Comedy Month continues on my interview show. Interviews from Earth One, our, our Wednesday interview show on tomorrow's show. Legendary writer director Larry Charles is going to be on the oh show tomorrow. Oh my god! Oh, that's yeah, amazing. that's I'm really excited about this. He's the uh, uh, a writer and a director on Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Religious, uh, Bill Maher's movie, uh, Borat, Bruno. He did a bunch of Mad About You episodes back in the day. We're going to talk yeah, about pol- of, politics and of, TV. A lot of TV hits, absolutely. I oh, know yeah. the name. I knew the name well even before uh, he became synonymous with Larry David. Yeah, and he directed some of the greatest episodes of Seinfeld. He did The Briss, mm-hmm. which is one of the most, that's with the, the double dipping and then the jittery moil and everything, and, and, and Elaine hiring this ridiculous moil. He did uh, The Trip, part one and two, when Kramer goes out to L.A. and ends up on an episode of Murphy Brown. <laughs> so great. You remember all these? Oh, in The Library, yes. which is an earlier episode with uh, Philip Baker Hall as the library cop uh, talking in that old-timey he, uh, he's a snappy investigator for the library coming after Jerry Seinfeld for leaving a what was it a, a, a tropic of cancer he had out uh, oh, yes, for all those yeah. years. So that's uh, Larry Charles. I can't wait to talk to Larry. And of course, he's Exciting. really, really, really steeped in politics, really involved with politics. So we're going to talk about everything. Uh, so that should be a fun time. And then, of course, we got to uh, insert lots of TV in there. And, and I want to basically reinforce my position here on this interview show, which is to say uh-huh. that it's not always going to be about politics. I know some people are listening to the Brian Lynch interview from last week and going, 
where's all the politics? And I said, well, we're not always going to talk about politics. There's on more the to life, believe it or not. And, and believe it or not, even we realize that there's more to life than politics. Yep, yep, yep. So getting down to seriousness here, Buzz, uh, I guess we've got mm-hmm. Bill Cosby sentencing uh, any second now. So we're going to be watching for right. that news to drop. That will likely be coming shortly. Uh, earlier today, the judge in that case uh, did officially rule Cosby to be a, uh, a violent sexual predator. Yeah. And uh, so that they, it's not looking too good. Uh, obviously, his age and health will be taken into mm-hmm. account, but uh, the, the, I don't expect a soft sentence uh, by any means. And, and so, yeah, that'll be coming as well. But before we launch into the usual stuff, I, I've yeah. got like a, it's like a palate cleanser. It could be a starting point <laughs> because it doesn't tie in with anything. It ties in with everything and it ties in with nothing. And it yeah. is a quote uh, from a Washington Post article that I was reading yesterday. I'm reading very seriously. It's a serious article. We get to a paragraph in which Trump says, some BS about something that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. And the following paragraph was a single line by the author of the Washington Post article. And the sentence went, it was not clear what Trump meant. (laughs) (laughs) And doesn't that... Doesn't that just say it all? <laughs> well, that I mean, that of course happened today, where yes. uh, he he got up and was the laughing stock in front of the world. Yes. And you know, yeah. I made an offhanded joke yesterday that oh, Trump's going to the UN to be a laughing stock in front of the world, and sure enough, yeah. he vindicates my tweet by going up there and becoming a laughing stock mm-hmm. before the world. And and here's this clip. This is Donald yeah. Trump right at the beginning of his address to the UN General Assembly, in which he starts doing his red hat. B- Bragging routine. Yes. Everything is the greatest thing in the history of great things. That's his mm-hmm. MO. That's what he does all the time. And here's Donald Trump trying it in front of, you know, the world. One year ago, I stood before you for the first time in this grand hall. Whoa. I addressed the threats facing our world and I presented a vision to achieve a brighter future for all of humanity. Today I stand before the United Nations General Assembly to share the extraordinary progress we've made. In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration (laughs) in the history of our country. America's so true. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. Of course, you didn't expect them to laugh at him because everyone buys his bullshit, right? He's accustomed to the red hats. It's going, oh yeah, of course. The emperor, yeah. the emperor is very proud of his new outfit. <laughs> right. Oh shit. Yeah. And did you notice in there too? He said Americas. It's like yeah, like he said. Uh, he, like he's with that time he said. Uh, Trump and Russia. This Russia thing with Trump and Russia. Yeah, it just it's, adds random R's at the end of words. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's in New York or what it is. Part of it's just the gibberish that he speaks. Yeah, yeah. But I, the other thing I noticed today, too, is that his teeth were loose again. He was having a, <laughs> I don't know, a denture. I, I'm only assuming it's a denture problem because we don't know, in fact, uh, that it is. It could be some other mouth issue that he's got, some other medication that maybe he's taking. I have no idea, but right in the middle of the speech, he started fiddling with his teeth again. And well, I, I hope I hope Mueller figures that out. I, 
Does he have dental prosecutors? I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Well, that'll, that'd be serious investigatory creep if uh, suddenly Mueller's investigation devolves all the way down to the T. Yeah. Would not be that weird. might be that might be outside the scope I of the think investigation. So. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that's true. Plus, meanwhile, and this was uh, in all seriousness, this is one of the worst things I've ever heard him say. Donald Trump afterwards is meeting with the uh, the president of Colombia, I think, uh-huh. and decided to uh, to go off about uh, Christine Blasey Ford and and, and once yes. again try to discredit this woman. Uh, when in fact, I mean, let me be perfectly clear about what's being sought here. And I'm not breaking news at all by saying this, but just discredit and shame, by the way, discredit and discredit and shame and scold. Yeah. And all the rest of it, scolding and just, Mm -hmm. uh, just being a dick and, and see the thing with all of this is we're not looking to convict Brett Kavanaugh without a trial. That's not the issue that we're discussing here. What we're talking about is merely getting these awful, awful bastards to actually take her seriously and to take these charges seriously rather than blowing them off. And, and, you know, again, making things worse for themselves because the worst they get when it comes to trying to discredit Christine Blasey Ford. And now this, this second woman, uh, Deborah Ramirez, what they're doing is they're making sure that every woman in America turns out against them in the yes. midterms. That's one yeah. of the many d- downsides it, for them. It occurred to me today, don't you think, I mean, you can look in, you, you don't have to look very far. Hundreds of thousands of women turned out on social media to share their uh, stories of yeah. not reporting and of reporting and the ugliness that followed. Mm-hmm. So we, we heard we heard all of that. So women from all walks of life, but it seems to me that don't you suspect that some Republican wives Lives, went to the same schools as their Republican husbands, yeah, yeah. and that some of them have endured some of the misogyny that is demonstrated by uh, Kavanaugh and his college buddies. Brett Kavanaugh is the worst witness for himself that there is, because, <laughs> but, I mean, just as soon as he tries to punch his way out of this paper bag he of course much like the guy who appointed him and much like the party that's supporting him is making things worse for himself he's not helping himself at all by going on fox news channel oh no he has kids too he has what daughters uh i mean and uh, this is all in the news now uh some very daddy did you have a devil's triangle you know this (laughs) can't the devil's triangle yeah and, and yet and yet he forges ahead uh, perhaps at the behest of, of Trump. Yeah. And in fact, you know what? We got to come back to the devil's triangle thing here uh, <laughs> well, in just a second. I, because I've there's... always said that. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> sort of thought that. But I mean, yeah. in his high school yearbook blurb, we, we have to talk about that in just a minute. The New York Times right. got a hold of his high school yearbook blurb, and mm. it's uh, it's as you would predict. It's it's and it's got right. the mention of the right. Devil's Triangle in there, which initially I I'm I'm ashamed to admit I had no idea what the Devil's Triangle was when I first read that. What is it? I turned to Kimberly. What is the Devil's Triangle? She said <laughs> she looks at me with the side eye, Bob. <laughs> like I don't know. It's, I she, don't. Uh... But see, yeah, she probably thought it was sweet that you didn't know. <laughs> That's right. So who knows? I have no idea what the devil's trying. So here's uh, Donald Trump uh, just uh, scolding and shaming uh, Christine Blasey Ford at the uh-huh. uh, at the UN today. This right. was just uh, so disgraceful. Charges come up from 36 years ago that are totally unsubstantiated. 
I mean, you, as, as watching this, as the president of, of a great country, Columbia, you must say, how is this possible? 36 years ago, nobody ever knew about it, nobody ever heard about it, and now a new charge comes up, and she said, well, it might not be him, and there were gaps, and she said she was totally inebriated, and she was all messed up, and she doesn't know it was him, but it might have been him. Oh, gee, let's not make him a Supreme Court judge because of that. This is a con game being played by the Democrats. <sighs> and if you're the president of Columbia, do you want any part of this? <laughs> I know, the president Maybe. is Columbia. Don't loop me into all this crap. I've got the cartels i got to deal with. Maybe Trump thought he was talking to the head of Columbia Broadcasting. I'm not sure what he was thinking when he dragged another world leader into this conversation. Yeah. Uh, all right, so so there's that. I mean, obviously, a uh, an enormously despicable, awful, petty little man who feels like he needs sure. to... Well, uh, you just you, they have a four-hour erection to get Kavanaugh uh, confirmed. <laughs> right. And it's, it's starting to hurt. Um, yeah. And the, the four hours is is running out, uh, and there's no there's no hope for relief. Right. They they've been focused on, uh, and they the Republican Party Republicans in Congress, uh, Trump himself in recent years focused on a Supreme Court justice who would overturn Roe v. Wade, who would rule in favor of businesses over people, who would who would make the sorts of rulings that they wish for. Mm. And uh, this is uh, this they're so close they can taste it. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, they're they're so close to, to attaining that goal, mm. and Trump is so close to attaining not only that goal, which I don't think he cares about nearly as much as attaining the goal of a Supreme Court justice who believes that a president cannot be questioned, interviewed, yeah. uh, subpoenaed, uh, you know, indicted or anything. Can't you know that the, the president, as long as he's in office, is untouchable. Right. And this is this is what Trump wants. This is why Trump chose Kavanaugh over all the other conservative. Uh, Roe v. Wade hating judges he could have selected, uh, and and so and he's and so he's so close to his goal that he can taste it, yeah. and th it's so close now to slipping away. Uh, each passing hour, we have Michael Avenatti coming forward apparently with a third accuser tomorrow, and it seems uh, Avenatti does have his ducks in a row yeah. for this. As as skeptical as I want to be of Avenatti, uh, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. As long as he keeps producing solid material, uh, and, and I mean that in a good way, uh, as long as he keeps producing solid material in, in these various investigations and, and including uh, Trump himself, uh, we, we should probably pay attention to what he has to say. Yeah. So, yeah, the case is building up. Kavanaugh's chances, once thought to be a foregone conclusion, now slimming to uh, it's a little scary. It's a little nervous. Yeah. And uh, the clock is ticking. Time is running out. Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, the, you know, whether uh, there have been accusations, of course, that uh, the timing of these allegations uh, has been orchestrated uh, in that they're, they're – but it, that's how it tends to work. If somebody says something, then somebody else feels free to speak up. That's right. And, and that's – we've seen that pattern before as well. But that's, that's kind of where we are. And so something that was thought to be a sure thing is now very much in danger. And because this has been a, a longtime goal of the Republicans and uh, Trump's most immediate goal now to protect himself, 
itself. Uh, they just they don't want to let it go, and they will do whatever they can to discredit whoever they need to yeah. uh, to get Kavanaugh confirmed. Uh, part of I think one of their plans has been to okay, we'll listen to all this, but we're still going to confirm it, <laughs> right? Uh, and and so, so that's that's kind of where we are now. But we'll see. I'm not sure. I'm, it's not a it's not a given now that they can. No, absolutely not. I still believe that Kavanaugh is going to withdraw at some point in the not too distant future. I mean, he says he won't. I the better thing the the what I, the the outcome I would hope for is that Trump would withdraw Kavanaugh's yeah. nomination. Uh, yeah, them, I would hope one for that. Them, one of, yeah, because I mean, Kavanaugh's made it clear <laughs> by going on 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 television and and giving this interview, he's made it clear he's willing to go down with the ship. He's willing to go down in flames. He's willing. To let his daughters hear of these accusations mm-hmm. of uh, gang rape and, and uh, pulling a train and and uh, devil strangles, yeah, there, you know, he's willing to endure that if it'll get him a, su- a seat on the Supreme Court. Well, I mean, that's I mean, it's the same thing uh, with this uh, this new set of allegations. Where Jesus, I mean, you want to talk about the worst set of allegations when these details come out with regard to this new Avenatti witness, this mm-hmm. new uh, accuser who's mm-hmm. accusing uh, Brett Kavanaugh of, of basically participating in a gang rape. When this right. happens on top of Deborah Ramirez, on top of Christine Blasey Ford, and, and remember that these all of these accusations are on top of all of the other crap, including lying under oath, including being puppeteered by Donald Trump, including all the rest of it, and in and of itself in a gigantic wad of awfulness, I, I can't imagine this guy being confirmed at this point. I mean, first of all, I get the sense that Mitch McConnell doesn't have the votes anyway. Otherwise, he wouldn't have uh, yeah. uh, been beating his turtley fist on the uh, podium I yesterday. you're right about that. Yeah, I just think it's not going to happen as far as votes go. So they're, I think they want to forestall as much as possible. I don't think they're forestalling these uh, hearings and everything like that for the sake of, oh, let's hear out all of these witnesses. I think that's incidental. I think what they're trying to do is delay the vote until they can accumulate the votes and they can't do that especially with the amount of news that is going Uh to get dropped i don't see this getting better for kavanaugh this only gets worse (sighs) for kavanaugh and And, that's fine with me Yeah, absolutely. And public yeah. opinion is sort of leading the way on this. If you've been watching the polls, and I'm sure that you have, yeah. you've seen uh, this. You've seen this negative support for mm-hmm. Kavanaugh. There's there's a there's a void of support for him. Uh, the least popular nominee ever, and falling. Yeah, uh, fast. Uh, the the numbers are staggering. Uh, mm-hmm. The number of Americans opposed to his nomination, and each hour that passes, uh, the numbers who oppose his com- confirmation grow greater, and uh, Republicans. Republicans, uh, you know, begin to lose their grip on on this. What, what, like I said, seemed to be a sure thing at, yep. at the start. Right, right. Well, and the other thing too is, I don't think Donald Trump is one hundred percent on board with Kavanaugh. I think he's doing a little Good. his little soft shoe routine for the press and for his uh, red hats. But maybe, maybe beyond that, I think, and it was especially last week. But we're seeing little hints of that now. Donald Trump went so far as to on Friday and maybe toward the tail end of last week, whenever uh, Michael Schmidt got a this leak from the White House talking about how uh, Rod Rosenstein had been contemplating the 25th Amendment and wanted to wear a wire and all this crap that we heard on right. Friday. We'll I think all that. of that was orchestrated by the White House, by the way, if not Donald Trump himself. as a deliberate mm. leak to offer a pretext for firing Rod Rosenstein. But I think the reason that that is occurring mm, I, now yeah, is right. to distract from all of the Kavanaugh mayhem. So Donald Trump, all told, now that, we, now that we've looped uh, Kavanaugh in with the Rod Rosenstein and Mueller Russia uh, business, 
Donald Trump is willing to obstruct justice in order to distract Always. from this Kavanaugh thing. Sure. And that says a lot. That means to say that Donald Trump is so, um, I don't know how you even say. I don't think he's on board enough with Kavanaugh well, so that, you know, it just okay. seems to me as if he's doing he's doing a lot to try to distract from what's going I, on with Brett Kavanaugh. I, I'm never quick to discount the distraction theory, and I think there is an, definitely, absolutely, positively yeah. a, a big element of that in play here. But Trump doesn't want to let go of Kavanaugh, partly because Kavanaugh will protect him on the Supreme Court mm -hmm. and partly because he wants and the Republicans want to deliver on their damn promise to Republican voters that they would get this sort of a justice, that they would get this sort of a conservative majority on the Supreme Court, that they would get generations-long conservative control of the Supreme Court. They've, they've made this promise. They're so, 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 so close to delivering on it. And for Trump, the, the bonus. So I don't think, I don't know that he wants to let go of Kavanaugh easily. That doesn't mean he won't use this as a distraction. Obviously, he's meeting with uh, Rosenstein on the same day that the that uh, the, the hearings will be held for uh, involving uh, the testimonies of Kavanaugh and Ford. Yeah. So, yeah, there is a definitely an element of that at play here. But the And the Republicans don't want... Rosenstein to disappear to either quit or be fired between now and the midterm elections because that will look very, very bad. That will be obstruction and uh, more and more people will see it as such. It's considered, whether it is or not, it's considered by the Republicans uh, and uh, advisors to Trump to be a, a mistake, especially in light of the Kavanaugh thing. And on that yeah. subject, because they've already got a contentious nomination on their hands the last thing the senate needs is to be confirming a new deputy attorney general <laughs> that's right that's right well, see, so I'm, I'm thinking they it's not what they want right now oh they'll be happy to see him go after the midterms yeah but right now they they that's I think one of the reasons Rosenstein went to the White House with a, a, a resignation letter in his hand and left the White House still holding that same letter. Well, I think part of that was because Rosenstein recognized that he was being set up by the White House. I think he to knew. Be fired, he like, yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So where this story uh, with Michael, I mean, remember Michael Schmidt, too, is also, and, and this is not necessarily to impugn him, although it's right. worth maybe giving Michael Schmidt's reporting a little bit of a side eye in this context. Michael Schmidt was also responsible for the Hillary Clinton email story back in March of 2015. Originally launched Thanks. that Thanks, as a Michael. big, and, yeah, yeah, a big, yeah. big gift right before Donald Trump decides to throw his hat into the ring. But you know, on top of everything else, we got this uh, word from Gabe Sherman yesterday, where he's talking about how, according to a, a source. Uh, briefed on Trump's thinking. I always love those kinds of sources. Trump decided that firing Rosenstein would knock Kavanaugh out of the news, potentially saving his nomination and Republicans' chances for keeping the Senate. The strategy was to try to do something really big, the source said. The leak about Rosenstein's resignation could have been the result, and it certainly had the desired effect of driving Kavanaugh out of the news for a few hours. So I think Bam. that I think this is a case where you know, Donald Trump is normally on 11, and with Kavanaugh, I think Donald Trump's on an 8, maybe, at maximum in terms of his volume. But however, that's not to say that the congressional Republicans aren't behind Kavanaugh, because they are 1,000% behind Brett Kavanaugh, more so than Donald Trump ever will be. And the reason is, well, there's a few factors at play here. Obviously, the midterms are a major factor, and if they lose the evangelicals because uh, Brett Kavanaugh is withdrawn or he doesn't get confirmed... Oh, yeah, uh, Possible. You know, the people who are, are voting exclusively based on saving the fetuses 
Republicans are going to have a meltdown at the Republicans for letting this one slip away. Right. Uh, that's a major issue, and that's what's driving them to push Kavanaugh through. And if they don't, this is a very serious problem. If they don't, and they end up losing their majority in the Senate, which to me is still a long shot, but there, it's still possible that they, because uh, I mean, it's, it's only it's, a couple of, it's only a couple of seats. If, if the Democrats do win the Senate in the midterms, then that means no second uh, Supreme Court nominee for Donald Trump, or at least right, not right. one that Donald Trump wants. It's going to wow. have to be one where the Democrats, where Chuck Schumer goes up to the White House and says, I've made a list with several names here. You choose from this list, Mr. President. And at the top of that list would be a name uh, that we're all familiar with, Merrick Garland, of course. Yeah. I think yeah. that's uh, that's a that, very that, real possibility that they're trying that would to be avoid. be a delightful turn of events. I, I am a bit more... Uh, cautiously confident about the taking of the Senate. I, I, to me, the House is a sure thing, mm. and I think Democratic control of the Senate is even. I'll go so far as to say it, even if it's just <laughs> barely likely to happen. I really, I will, I will yeah. actually cross the line and use the word likely uh, to describe what I think of the Democrats' chances in the Senate. Right. Um, I, this seems like a good moment, perhaps, if it's all right, to talk about uh, breaking news. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, let's have some breaking uh, news here. Uh, uh, well, I don't have any. I'm just going to talk <laughs> <Okay>. about <laughs> right, talk about breaking. Although, good. actually, actually, now that you ask, I I do. Within the last sixty seconds, <laughs> Bill Cosby has been sentenced to uh, three to ten years in prison oh for God. the uh, first celebrity trial of the Me Too wow. era. Uh, yeah, so there's your sentence. Uh, declared a violent sexual predator and sentenced to. To from three to ten years mm-hmm. in prison. So uh, there may be more details to that, but those are the initial headlines. And really, that's my point about breaking news. I want to I want to give a, a buyer's beware sort of warning. Ah, uh, yes, I know what you're talking about for breaking news. I took some crap, and I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. But I and and I think it's important that people watch the press, watch the media, uh, help keep them honest in that way. Uh, but I took a little a little guff yesterday for reporting what uh, so many other news organizations were reporting yeah. that Rod Rosenstein had gone to the White House to either resign or be fired. Uh, the Washington Post was able to sort of track down a timeline and, and uh, figure out what led up to this. And this goes to, you know, kind of who started, whose distraction is this? Uh, there's some interesting and there's some interesting things in play. I think it will it will tickle your brain. It started late last <laughs> week when uh, uh, the the quotes were out the, or the the things that Rosenstein supposedly said either seriously or in jest about uh, wearing a wire to record conversations with Trump and organizing a 25th Amendment uh, movement in the cabinet uh, to to get Trump removed from office. Yeah, and also that he thought Trump should resign. Even better still. Uh, he may have said these things. He says he didn't. Uh, the people who were in the room say he was joking. He was being sarcastic. That it was one of those no ideas, uh, no ideas, too stupid kind of meetings where you just throw everything out and hopefully something sticks uh, at the end of it. So you know we don't know what happened, but. Rosenstein could see the writing on the wall and uh, was convinced, convinced, I tell you, that he was going to be fired and was considering resigning last Friday evening. And wow. over the over the weekend, he picked up the phone and he called uh, Don McGahn, White House counsel, and said, I'm thinking about quitting. And McGahn said, I'm, I'm almost out of here. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Call John, John Kelly. So uh, <laughs> Rosenstein calls John Kelly. And, and John uh, Kelly says, well, you know... Uh, 
let's talk about this, but can we put this off till Monday? Wow. And so first thing Monday morning, Rosenstein goes racing over to the White House with his resignation letter in hand. I think perhaps, even though he has said he would rather fight than quit, I think he was thinking of his family and the pension yep. that would help support them and a way to head that off if you think you're going to be fired, if you know, if you feel certain, as he did, uh, that he was, you're going to be fired, you try to head that off with a resignation so you can at least keep your pension. Right. Uh, this was no uh, imaginary thing. This was so real, uh, State Department uh, staffers had already drawn up, or I'm sorry, were already in the process of drawing up an announcement of who would step into to Rosenstein's shoes. So the state, I'm sorry, the Justice Department, I meant to say, so the Justice Department believed also that Rosenstein was out as of that morning. So when the news media reported Monday morning, myself included and and a handful of others, uh, that uh, Rosenstein was going, either way, that Rosenstein was going to be a goner uh, on Monday, and then he came out and he wasn't. They'd set up this appointment for Thursday, uh, ostensibly because uh, Trump's in New York, uh, with, um, you know, being laughed at at the U.N. and wouldn't be back till Thursday, but also, conveniently, that's the day that uh, Kavanaugh and Ford will be testifying for the Senate Judiciary Committee. So uh, it ended up getting pushed back. Uh, for all we know, Rosenstein will still carry that letter of resignation to the White House when he meets with Trump on Thursday. My hunch, my prediction is Trump will not at this time, accept his resignation. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that's where I think we. That's how I think we got to where we are, and that's where I think I think I think we're going. Yeah, it's interesting too that that meeting has been scheduled for Thursday, which is the same day that mm -hmm. Christine Blasey Ford is supposed to testify mm -hmm. right. before the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee. And how wow, convenient. again, yeah, exactly right. Uh, how convenient for Donald Trump that he gets to still be uh, uh, monkeying with the Supreme Court nominee while this accuser appears before the Senate Judiciary Committee, thus taking the, the you know, taking the spotlight away from her and onto himself because, right. of course, he's such right. a decent, honest man. Right. Cash in <laughs> on it. He may Jesus not have Christ. launched it. He may have launched it as a dis uh, as yeah. a distraction, but he's certainly taking advantage of that way. And, and to finish my sidebar, it's mm -hmm. simply to say that uh, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. Uh, do keep the media honest, uh, but but I, one of the accusations yesterday was, well, you jumped the gun on that one, didn't you, Chief? Oh, and, and, and the answer is, you know, uh, I reported what the facts were at the time. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, we now know in hindsight exactly what did happen and what I and others reported was not that far off from the truth. Yeah. But a, a caveat to all consumers of breaking news. And you know this from watching a, a mass shooting on a 24-7 news channel. They get so much stuff wrong in the early days. One of the things I like and am proud about about my weekly report is it does give you a chance to wait for the dust to settle to see what really happened and to put it in some kind of context. As a news consumer, you should not expect that from breaking news. Always mm. be just a little bit wary of breaking news not that you're not to trust it just know all the information's not in yet well i mean for god's sake by this point in time everyone should realize what we're trying to do on a regular basis right. in terms of right. following this material as it comes in i mean this is a fire hose of news that we're contending with every day i mean literally i don't know six six to eight hours of my day is spent doing nothing but trying to grab the tiger by the tail and hold on for dear life to keep <laughs> up with all of this shit right, and it's just right. you know it's a full-time job alone just to keep track of all the russian names 
problems. Thank you, Donald Trump. And this is by design. I mean, Donald Trump has been intentionally flooding the zone, mainly because he likes sure. to oh, yeah, likes yeah, it when yeah. people talk about him. And that's right. the main pro- part of the problem. The other part of and the problem I do is believe, I do believe that he believes that chaos uh, helps cover yeah. things up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, it's the thing. This is what happens when you have a completely incompetent president of the United States. There is right. nonstop news of all kinds of shit collapsing mm-hmm. in our laps because this guy is so genuinely incompetent from start to finish. There is no reason why he should be holding this office by well. any stretch. I mean, the fact is that he cannot do the job. And so we're constantly getting hit in the face with all of the blowback from his fuck ups. And so keeping track of that alone is a full time. So yeah. sometimes I'm not, I'm not looking to make excuses. I mean, yeah. I think people should be critical of the media. Uh, and uh, I have been taken to task. I have made modifications. I have adm- admitted mistakes. Uh, I did not feel this was a mistake. And, yeah. and so if I seem defensive, just know that I don't do this all the time. I just on this one thing I thought, and, and if, you consider yourself a Democrat who's trying to save democracy. I consider myself a journalist who's trying to save democracy. Yeah. That kind of puts us on the same side, at least in that mm-hmm. battle. And uh, we have we get it. We endure enough attacks, you and I, the Democrat and I, from the right. Yeah. Uh, and so we don't need the left piling on so much. Be critical. To, uh, call me to task and others if they make a mistake. But uh, be, a, be a wise consumer is all I would say. That's exactly right. Well, you know, Speaking of mistakes, I uh, I made a mistake on uh, Saturday, and here was my big what? mistake. I forgot to shave my goddamn face before the uh, uh, Stephanie Miller show Sexy Liberal Blue Wave tour in Washington, D.C. I, I turned up with stubble, because, and I wish I had brought my Harry's razor, because if I had, I would have ducked into the bathroom with some of their uh, thick, lathering shave gel and my, my trusty Harry's razor, and I would have shaved right there in the bathroom well, at the Sydney Harmon Hall, right where Bob, all the... There's, there's, there's no excuse because they come with a handy travel case. That's exactly right. And you know, I'm just I'm such a huge fan of my Harry's razor. I use it for all sorts of things, not just shaving my face, but I revealed last week Buzz that I use it to shave my back too. Isn't that Isn't that oh. attractive? See, well, it's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> See, well, no, I don't I, I don't want to, everyone's going, shut up, Bob. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't do it. That's don't right. go we there. Have, there are sponsors in the room. I know. There you go. <laughs> well, suffice to say, I'm a longtime Harry's fan. I love my Harry's razor. It's super comfortable in my hand and on my face, and it's the closest shave imaginable, whether it's my face or my back. Uh, uh-huh. the, the guys who founded Harry's were fed up with high-priced razors with silly and unnecessary features. They knew it, come down, it, came, it comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. And that's why they bought a factory that's been making some of the world's highest quality blades for nearly 100 years. And by selling direct to you on the internet, they can offer a much lower price than the leading brand, more than 50% lower. And Harry stands behind the quality of their blades, too. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and they'll give you a full refund. You're not going to get that from the other guys. Right now, you can get a trial gift set valued at $13 as part of a special offer to my listeners. It includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Harry's weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with lubricating strip, uh, trimmer blade, which I love for those hard-to-reach places, and a travel cover, which you could use to bring to your next sexy liberal show in case you forget to shave like me. And Harry's rich, lathering, great-smelling shave gel. My listeners can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. You can do it right now as you're listening to the show. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C to redeem your offer, to help support the show, and let them know that I sent you. The Bob Seska Show.
The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right. Welcome back to today's show. You know, I forgot to mention, you know, I, uh, Sue in Rockville from The Stephanie Miller Show, she's a P1 listener of The Stephanie Miller Show, calls in every day, comes up to me at the, uh, at the after party at the uh, Sexy Liberal Show in Washington the other night. It says, you know, you know, Bob, you got to tell Buzz Burbank, I have such a crush on him. Oh, wow. Wow. I thought, you know, and of course I go, well, well, you don't have a crush on me. What what am I, chopped liver? What's going on? But see, now you know how the rest of us feel, because this is what I normally hear about you. (laughs) So now that's fair. And furthermore, I'm thank you, Sue. I'm going to take that as the highest of compliments and uh, pat myself on the back and say, I still got it. Well, okay, you know, (laughs) let's let's uh, dig into this um, New York Times piece from last night, because when I saw Uh this, this is. This involves, of course, as we mentioned earlier, the devil's triangle. Yeah, and and before you do, just since you said New York Times, it set me off there uh, because they're the ones who broke this third-hand story about what what, uh, Rosenstein supposedly said in this throw-things-against-the-wall kind of meeting. And uh, I I just, I don't know. I'm not happy with them for reporting that. They've done some some great coverage, but I just, I think they've made things worse by covering that. That said, the rest of their coverage has been pretty awesome. Well, now that I'm looking at this blurb, the New York Times has, since last night, uh, Mm. censored it for some reason. Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah, there are just some words that are blurred out, and I don't remember exactly what Weird. those words happen to have been, but I am noticing that Devil's Triangle is still in there. Okay, well, the, the point that I'm getting at mm-hmm. here is that uh, the New York Times got its hands on uh, on uh, Judge Kavanaugh's yearbook blurb, his high school yearbook. Uh, you know, includes his address, which they have since blurred. It used to be unblurred right. last night, at least. Right. And it right. goes in, you know, it's the typical thing that you see next to a high school yearbook picture, all of the clubs that the person belonged to, the sports teams, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then it gets into... You know, the personalized territory where you have a senior quote and everything like that. Well, this goes on to say, uh, Landon, I'm just going to read this straight straight away. Landon rocks and bowling alley assault. What a night. I have no idea what that is. Georgetown versus Louisville. Who won that game anyway? Extinguisher. Summer of 82. Total spins. Rehoboth. 10, 9, dot, dot, dot. Orioles versus Red Sox. Who won anyway? Keg City Club. Treasurer. This calls to mind something that was mentioned last night, which is to say that Brett Kavanaugh said that he did a little bit of drinking in high school, but mostly he didn't do any drinking. And he said that he did it legally because the legal age for drinking in Maryland at the time was 18 years old. And of course, the proper response to that is, nope, it was 21. So he was doing some underage drinking in high school. But then again, you know, who's going to make a capital case out of that? Suffice to say, he claims to be the Keg City Club treasurer. Sure. 100 kegs or bust. (laughs) And then he said, Uh here, there's something blurry. And then it says, I survived the... F F F F F F F Fourth of July, the Fourth uh-huh. of July, and a- apparently the F F F is like uh, uh, a warning for obscenities here. Something about 
finger fucking something something something. Yeah, it's like a French them, finger them, fuck them, and uh, and leave them. But I don't remember yeah, what, the, yeah. what the f word is that means leave them. Right. Which of <laughs> course any, them. any virginal teetotaler is going to include in their <laughs> yearbook description, right. Right? right? And then it says here, Renate. Just kids. Re, yeah, exactly. Ro, Ren, is it Renate Renate? I think maybe. Renate. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Renata. Renata. I think. Renata. That sounds it's like yeah. it's uh, the better pronunciation. Renata Alumnius. He says here, and that is of course uh-huh. a reference to the fact that uh, uh, apparently all these guys on the football team at Georgetown Prep uh, had some sort of sexual relations with Renata. Am I getting that right, Renata? I, that's has- that's that's what I believe we are led to believe. And uh, this woman in her fifties named Renata is said to be furious to have learned of this uh, yearbook entry yeah. in which uh, she found out that a number of of men. Uh, I hesitate to use that word. Mm-hmm. A number of male students uh, from her era there uh, claim to have slept with her, or or at least had sex with her. We you know we don't know if a Renata alumnus is uh, if Renata was conscious or unconscious at yeah. the time of that. Uh, so that you know that that certainly. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, uh, this is a pretty appalling um, situation yep. for a Supreme Court nominee, mm-hmm. and that's really the point here, isn't it? Yeah. Does it does it really, in the end, uh, if you're the only Supreme Court nominee who's ever faced these kinds of accusations, shouldn't that alone be enough to yeah. disqualify you for the Supreme Court? Yeah, none and, of the- and, cert- and certainly lying about it. Yeah, none of this came up during the Gorsuch hearings. I mean, there weren't any no, accusations no. along these lines with Gorsuch. Gorsuch, I mean, comparatively, was the, uh, I don't know, was the picture of uh, nobility and, and decorum. I mean, compared to Brett Kavanaugh, right. it was a goddamn mess. I mean, you know, I compared this yesterday on the uh, John Fugelsang show on Sirius XM. I said, you know, this is like the old man in the sea, that old story, where the Republicans are dragging this fish to the shore after catching this gigantic fish. We got it. We got our our five mm-hmm. to four Supreme Court. We're going to haul this Brett Kavanaugh fish into shore. Meanwhile, sharks are picking away at it and by the time they get that goddamn brett kavanaugh to the shore he's gonna be picked dry and he's gonna be you know there's a reason why clarence thomas really is a non-entity on the supreme court other than casting his vote in various decisions the thing is that you know he rarely speaks up and rarely does anything because he's damaged goods and i don't know how well respected he is on the bench and i don't think brett kavanaugh is gonna have that uh, even that level of uh lack of respect he's gonna be even lower than uh, than uh, uh, Clarence Thomas. How can the American people have any faith in, in yeah. his vote on any subject? Well, especially uh, the majority of the American people made up right. of women who now have right. to deal with this obvious sexual predator in the uh, in the Supreme Court. So this is bad news. So now we get to this other a bit of this yearbook description. He uh, there's some other gibberish in here, and then it mentions Devil's Triangle, and and like I said earlier, I was unsure as to what the Devil's Triangle actually meant. Stick, uh, you stick to that story, Bob. Okay, yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm trying to b- play the, b- the you know the who me routine that uh, right, Brett Kavanaugh right. is. Oh, I don't, I've never heard of anything like that. So, b- Buzz, maybe you can describe for our listeners what the. Uh, devil's triangle well uh you know i I think there are actually two (laughs) sub definitions of it but mainly it's two men having sex with a woman Ah. and you know this can be i guess consensual or non-consensual uh the the men can have contact with each other or not have contact with each other in a situation like this there are different apparently rules for the game depending on who you are and 
and who else is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, essentially, it's just uh, two men and a woman. And like I said, there are permutations of that. But then he's got here uh, Judge. He, he, he credits himself Mark as being judge, right? the, the, the well. Is, is oh, it, oh, I'm sorry. This is very confusing, isn't it? Because you have a Judge Kavanaugh yeah. and his friend Mark Judge. <laughs> so I apologize for the confusion. Right. Well, evidently Brett Kavanaugh's first job as a judge was to be mm-hmm. the judge in the "Have you boofed yet?" contest. I'm not sure exactly what "boofed" means either, but I got a sense of what it could mean. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you boofed yet? And Brett Kavanaugh yeah. was the judge. This one, yeah, that, that one I show. can claim innocence on. That okay. I don't know what it means. Yeah. And maybe it's best that way. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he was the he was part of the Beach Week Ralph Club. Uh, well, that's clearly fact, drinking. Yeah, and of course, not just any member, but a, the biggest contributor, apparently, according to uh-huh. the uh, yearbook here. Which is just, I think it's that is what it oh, is. There are, there are multiple accounts of him being frequently uh, drunk, frequently <laughs> being very drunk, of and when he uh, did so, becoming, as many people do, uh, belligerent and aggressive. Yeah. Uh, that uh, it's. I've observed different kinds of drunks over the years. There's the ones who just grow quiet. There are the ones who want to fight everybody. Uh, you know, they, yeah, they're the ones who, I love you, man, and start crying. Yeah. There, are, there are all kinds of uh, different kinds of drunks, and apparently uh, Kavanaugh was, uh, according to numerous sources, the belligerent, aggressive type. Yeah, and then he went on, of course, as all virginal teetotalers do, went on to pledge the uh, Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity, uh, which, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Thursday's show, but it's it's worth repeating that the Deke uh, fraternity is not the most widely respected fraternity. In fact, Deke routinely gets kicked off of campuses for controversies and things like that. And in fact, there was a caller on the Stephanie Miller show this morning who said that he was a member of Deke and his chapter of Deke spoke out in support of feminism and so on. And Deke, the national chapter of Deke, booted them out of Deke because of that. Yeah. Because of their support Spo- for spoiling their reputation, yeah, for equality and so on, we can't have that. We don't We've want that. We've got a level of misogyny to maintain here. <laughs> That's right. We have a rep- reputation. Uh, you know, there's some of these instances. I'm just looking at the rap sheet against Deke. I mean, one case after another of misogyny, uh, hazing, blackballing, all kinds of terrible shit that they have done over the years as a uh, as a national organization. And so, you know, if you're as uh, as babe in the woods as Brett Kavanaugh claims that he is, you're not pledging Deke for God's sake. And of course, last week we learned also that Deke uh, has a uh, a policy of stealing underpants because, of course, we've got to have a uh, an underpants gnome element to all of this. One, that's right, underpants. Yeah, collect underpants. <laughs> That's I was going to say. That's where you get the profit. That's exactly. There's one collect underpants. <laughs> right, right. So that's Brett Kavanaugh, the underpants gnome. Um, so there's that, and plus, Kavanaugh uh, and the White House, of course, have denied Deborah Ramirez's uh, allegations. This is the this is the story in which Brett Kavanaugh uh, chased after her with his dick or something like that. That's the this is not Put his genitals in her face. In her yeah, face. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. yeah. Because, again, he's such an innocent babe in the woods kind of guy. He's just never, oh, I was never involved in any of this. I didn't do anything I, crazy. I hear that he really is, and that's gonna. That's one reason it's going to be easy for him to play this straight for the Senate Judiciary Committee is yeah. because he will be sober. Yeah. Uh, as I understand it, he was in college normally a quiet, reserved, shy sort of fellow until the, the alcohol came out. <laughs> 
and then and then he became you know Doctor Hyde, or right? Mr. Whichever one it is. Yeah, and so meanwhile, in case you haven't heard about this Deborah Ramirez story, she said that Kavanaugh exposed himself, as you said, Buzz shoved his penis in her face without her consent mm. at a dorm party. Kavanaugh's roommate at the time said he cannot imagine Ramirez making this up. This is Kavanaugh's right. roommate vouching right. for Ramirez's story, right. and that Kavanaugh was quote frequently incoherently drunk. After learning of Ramirez's allegation last week, Senate Republicans called for, uh, let's see, Senate Judiciary Committee to accelerate its confirmation vote. And see, to me, this is the whole Brett Kavanaugh story boiled down to its bare essence. The accusers, the Democrats, they all are demanding law enforcement investigations, law enforcement vetting of their claims. The other side, Trump right. and the Congressional Senate Republicans are saying, no, 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 no. Don't don't let the uh, law enforcement look at these claims uh, for some reason because of course Kavanaugh is innocent and these people are lying. How how can we make clear to doubting Americans that you don't ask the FBI to interview you if you intend to lie. <laughs> right. That's a serious crime that will put you in prison. Yep. By asking to be interviewed by the FBI, you are opening yourself up to le legal jeopardy unless you are telling the truth. Yep. Uh, and so they, this is a very brave and risky thing to do. Uh, the Republicans likewise, oh, keep the feds out of this. Don't, don't get the FBI anywhere near this. <laughs> what does that tell you about guilt and innocence right there? Well, anyway. Anybody with any sense sees it. Yep, yep, and that's the case here. I mean, if if they really had the uh, courage of their own convictions on this, they would say, okay, yeah, you know what? I think these women are lying. Donald Trump would say, these women are absolutely lying, and we're going to allow law enforcement to look into this. I'm going to order the FBI to reopen the background check on Brett Kavanaugh, and we're going to take a look and see if they really are lying. That's what you do if you stand behind your claims. And that is, of course, what all of these women are doing. They want the investigation. And yet the Republicans are saying, no, 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 there's nothing to see here. This is so reminiscent of Donald Trump hiding his tax returns. Oh, don't look at those tax returns. Oh, no, right. no, 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 no. You don't want to see what's behind that door. And of course you go, right. well, yeah, of course, now we definitely want to see what's behind the door, right? I have nothing to hide. Don't look in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, one last break. Uh, back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Seska. This is 
is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Buzz Burbank is here. Uh, we are talking about Brett Kavanaugh today. I, I want to remind you, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. You can do it during the show. They've got everything you could possibly desire. And all you got to do is go to BobSuska.com and click the Amazon link, all capital letters Amazon link, just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. Takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, but because you love this show, we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you purchase. Thank you so much for doing that in advance. Okay, so... Michael Avenatti. Here's my thing with Michael Avenatti right now. I know there's a lot of talk about Michael Avenatti uh, deciding to run for president and uh, mm-hmm. throwing his hat into the ring way, way early. Uh-huh. Michael Avenatti is really great at doing this one thing, which is to right. be a pit bull for people who have been wronged by Donald Trump and all the right. people around Donald Trump. Michael, you cannot you cannot want a greater ally in that fight than Michael Avenatti in your corner. Amen. At the same time, mm-hmm. that is Michael Avenatti's depth. The presidency yeah. is not Michael Avenatti's depth. Requires more than that. Yeah. Just as the presidency requires more than just a businessman, it requires more than just an attorney. And he's right. like, well, let's make him attorney general. <laughs> but but yeah. but president, no, he's no. he's ill-equipped to do that. I he hurts his own credibility by saying that and pursuing that. It 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 it. It gives us the impression that perhaps he doesn't have the grip on reality that mm-hmm. we would like him to have, and that's disturbing. And you know, to a lot of people, it's he's, it's already a strike against him that he's an attorney. The fact that he's a little—I don't know—I can't put my finger on the quality I see when when yeah. I when I look at him. I know that he's very good at his work, and I respect him and appreciate him for it. It's just this, and you know, I think Rachel has the same feeling. Yeah. I think she's generally avoided having him on the show, except last night when she had to. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, she's very careful not to kiss his ass, as yeah. some do. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think that's wise because you never know how this is going to turn out. But you're right; he's a he's a he's a what's the word terrier? He's a terrier. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we need terriers, so you know, bless him for that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's find some good use for him but maybe not well definitely not president well let's also resolve to 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 support presidential candidates who are serious people who are serious yes. about governing who are serious uh, about, about public, public service, service. Yeah. exactly yeah uh-huh. and and th- these are the people we should be looking toward people who have right, made a right. career out of uh you know and I, I hate to throw my support behind people <laughs> who are career politicians yeah uh but, but the fact of the matter is is that people who have been doing this for for a while and and many of the front runners we've already been talking about are already doing this and have been doing this have been ensconced in government for a very long time whether it's mm-hmm. as a professional politician or at some other level of uh, of elected or or public service of of some kind along the way uh, whether it's at the state level or what have you these are the important qualifications these people people running for president have to be competent first and foremost they can't just be someone who has a name in the news that's how we got donald trump we have to avoid novelty candidates from now on (laughs) and i think we need to resolve as as a movement as a collection of people and albeit a gigantically large tent but the fact is the democrats need to get behind serious people rather than professional provocateurs 
and so on. And I think they will. I think we summed it up with it's got to be somebody who is uh, somehow dedicated to public service. Yeah. And and I've learned two things. When Watergate when happened, uh, journalists were my heroes. Yeah. This time around, I'm, I'm leaning toward prosecutors. I find what they do and how they do it to be fascinating. Yeah. I'm enthralled with that process. Um, and, and I've also grown to respect more than at any other point in my life the work of most public servants, most yeah. civil servants. What we have learned in this is there are patriots in there. Uh, I have had experiences and heard experiences uh, from others in which uh, government bureaucrats had and demonstrated and uh, executed compassion uh, mm-hmm. it, it, so there are good people uh, who are in there. Obviously, as with anything, there are bad people. But there are some really good people, and this was a good reminder to me that good people are a part of our government as civil servants, as public servants, who who look after this democracy to the extent that they can. Yeah. There are so many factors that go into who we decide to throw our support behind, but I think the main one has to be seriousness. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. So um, no, no more clowns, thank you. Yeah, that's right. Well, the other thing that I've grown an appreciation for, Buzz, speaking of uh, you know appreciating segments of, of, of politics and public service that we don't normally acknowledge, right. but Article 3 of the Constitution seems to be doing very, very well these days as far as at least checking some of Donald Trump's worst impulses. Uh, I, I think uh, there was a story that came out yesterday. It was a breaking news story from the AP. A U.S. judge ordered the restoration of federal protections for grizzly bears in northern Rocky Mountains, a move that blocked planned hunts where they were going to hunt female uh, bears and cubs in their uh, as they're hibernating in their caves. You know, I I would really love to meet someone who thinks it's a fun, awesome activity to spend a weekend hunting baby bears, cubs as they're sleeping in their caves, for God's sake. What kind of coward are you? If that's Ladies and what gentlemen, well, welcome to the program, Donald Trump Jr. Let's bring him out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the, that's the type. I don't know that he's killed any baby bears. That's the type. By the way, I know that happens in Florida, too. I don't, yeah. I don't know how we're fixed for caves, but I know we have lots and lots of bears yeah. and that the cubs have been a target. And yeah, yeah, no, I can't. I can't imagine that either. And this is just, it's important, but it's just uh, one of a bazillion animals who are in danger, uh, more so now uh, because of Donald Trump. And this is a a tough challenge for the Democrats when they get control of Congress, he said confidently. (laughs) There is so much they can undo and so much they must undo. And when it comes to the climate, the environment, uh, wildlife, uh, they can't do some of these things fast enough. So yeah. what do we do? We impeach him? Do we save the bears? What are we, where do we start? How, fortunately, they can do a number of things at once. Uh, will they? I hope so. Uh, but there's a lot of work to be done. And uh, this example you cited with the bears is is precisely the kind of thing that a new conver- Congress shouldn't have to but can undo. That's exactly right. And so we have had uh, lots of uh, examples of Article 3 of the Constitution and, and the judges therein mm-hmm. stepping up up and, and rescuing uh, the country and, and in, in fact uh, endangered species in this case or, or species that shouldn't be hunted the way that a lot of people well, want to. Uh, and I hope Stephen Colbert feels badly about <laughs> uh, claiming bears as our, the nation's number one problem That's uh, right. on his old show, The Colbert Report. Yep, absolutely. So... Uh, 
at this point, it looks like Avenatti is going to be coming forward in the next 48 hours or so with uh, detailed allegations from this third accuser. Uh, you know, and I wanted to mention something here at the end of the show, too. And this is because it's at the end of the show doesn't mean it's less important. I just wanted to throw this in to uh-huh. say that, uh, you know, I, I feel just awful for the, the millions and millions of women in this country who have had to endure a very triggering week of news so far. And it's only Tuesday, for God's sake. But to follow along with these stories, and and I know that in, in some cases we've made some jokes in, along the way, certainly not at the expense of the accusers. But, no. but, you know, the fact is that I don't think you and I, Buzz, as men can fully appreciate, though we do try to understand as much as we can, we can't fully relate to that level of of course not of oppression that and and in this case in a lot of cases sexual oppression uh, against women uh, and, and then adding insult to injury the doubt and the scolding and the shaming that goes on yeah. from yeah. A, you know a good 40% of the american voting population and that's that is- so many that so many women have remained quiet about for so long and if i may interject this as well sure. i i've always known that uh, some of my fellow males were bad i had no idea that it was this widespread yeah. I, I don't know if it's naivete or i ran with a different crowd but I just didn't know this sort of thing was so pervasive. And now that I know it, I'm mortified and uh, just as motivated as anyone to make it stop. Yep. Uh, and, and in fact, Buzz, I knew it. I kind of knew it. I've seen guys do some horrendous. I used to be an RA on, uh, uh, on my college campus for mm-hmm. a good three years. And so yeah. as, as someone, as the, uh, as the dormitory police officer, as one of several, uh, boy, I witnessed some heinous, heinous things, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it was heinous things done by guys on campus, yeah, and course. things I, I don't even wish to repeat because they're so awful. But you know, Understood. again, my heart goes out to all of you women who have had to uh, put up with this shit for way too long, capped off by a president who is making it worse and a possible Supreme Court justice who is part of the problem. All right, the postmortem show is coming up next. Got lots, uh, lots of stuff to still talk about. Make sure you support our show at our Patreon page. Go to bobseska.com, click the all caps Patreon link, and we'll see you over there. Huge community developing of uh, lots of great listeners to this show. Yay. Thanks a lot, Buzz. You can listen to Buzz Burbank news and comment at buzzburbank.com. Take care, folks. Bye bye.